Former WFHB volunteer Casey Kuhn is receiving this year's National Edward R. Murrow Award for her coverage of the Arizona teacher strike. WFHB's Macy Evans spoke with her about her role in reporting of that story. Can you just start by giving us a little bit of context on the Red for Red teacher strike? Okay, so there had been a lot of cuts to uh, education funding in Arizona since the recession, since 2008. And that pressure on lawmakers to restore that funding started building early last year. And teachers started organizing mostly online to kind of get their voices heard on the bad conditions that they had in their classrooms and their poor pay. Uh, And once there were other uh, protests like in Oklahoma and West Virginia, that kind of spurred a movement here in Arizona. Um, I believe in April is when the teachers started walking into their classrooms. They demonstrated outside of their schools before school started. And then over weeks of that, um, not getting the answer that they wanted from the governor or the legislative session, they decided to walk out, right? They did a teacher walkout. Um, essentially, they, they went on strike for about a week, for a week. And while they were striking, they all came down to the Capitol lawn and, you know, basically put up tents to show that they were really serious about this. People bussed up from the border, um, from border towns, and demanded a 20% pay increase, which the governor has sort of given them that. They, he sort of said that they, he would do that during the strike, uh, but only over a period of five years or so. So people were still upset because they had bad um, school conditions. So that kind of didn't satisfy teachers. Um, but ultimately, once the session was over, they went back to, to school. And just to go off of that a little bit, you mentioned that there were other strikes in neighboring states. Is there anything that made Arizona's strike unique from the others? Um, well, Arizona's was definitely the largest. Oklahoma and West Virginia both, and I think Kentucky had a few um, demonstrations, but Arizona's was 40,000 teachers and aides and um, just people that work in schools coming out to march in the streets basically down through Phoenix um, to the Capitol. And it was also, I believe, I, I think it was longer than Oklahoma. I would have to double check that. But it was just an enormous kind of demonstration that's still being referenced. I still get, you know, notifications of people talking about this strike as kind of a, a big turning point when it comes to labor movements and when it comes to teachers demanding that their schools be better funded across the state. In the email that we got, they mentioned that you were marching kind of alongside the teachers. Uh, so could you just speak to that kind of on-the-ground perspective that you were getting? Yeah, it was pretty incredible. So I actually live right downtown, so I walked over to the start of the uh, march, which is at the baseball stadium in downtown Phoenix. And it's where all the teachers and, and a lot of students were there as well, and aides gathered um, and just in mass. A lot of them took public transportation, which was kind of cool to see, you know, and as I started walking there, I started talking to teachers and, you know, started getting interviews, basically, like, what do you guys think? And a lot of people were like, I don't, I'm not going to be a teacher next year because of how bad the pay is. And just from the get-go, it was like you started hearing all of these tales of uh, terrible funding, what that means for not just their school, but as them as a, a person. So then that was bright and early in the morning. And then once I got there, I did some live hits for K-12 
KJZZ. Um, I had a teacher with me. I answered some questions and I handed over the microphone and she answered some questions live, which was kind of exciting. And then basically as we were live, the march started. So then I started walking along with them and um, kind of weave, you know, darting in and out on the streets and ultimately made it, I guess, up to the front of the march where they had their signs and it's where a lot of the reporters seem to be anyway. Um, but then at one point, I decided to, I saw someone up a stairwell to like take some pictures. I was like, oh, it's a really good idea. So I went up and then I was like, wait, I could go up even higher. And I took this really, I mean, it went viral tweet, just like a pan of all the sea of teachers in red, right? Red for Ed. Just a really quick, good visualization of like how these teachers had come together. So then I basically made it almost to the Capitol. But then I got a call from my news editor that was like, hey, National NPR wants a story. Can you file? And I was like, uh, <laughs> I had no transportation. I had no, uh, you know, my office was nowhere near where I was. So I scrambled to go to, um, we have a downtown bureau. And my friend and colleague picked me up and he drove me back and I wrote a story with all the tape and sound I'd gathered within like the next two hours and turned it for all things considered, which was crazy. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so that was just the first day. And then we had about four more days kind of of the same thing. No, not a march every day, but, um, you know, going out bright and early and doing live hits. And so, yeah, it was pretty intense. And it was also a lot of planning because we had known this was going to happen for a while. And me and my colleague, it wasn't just me who won this award. It was the whole station, KJZZ won this uh, continuing coverage award. And it was me and my colleague, Mariana Dale, who tried to help arrange the coverage plan from the first teacher walk-ins to after the, the, the teacher walkouts. You mentioned that it was a whole station effort, kind of KJZZ. And could you just explain maybe what you think made KJZZ's reporting stand out in a way that ended up earning you this award? Yeah, I, I mean, I was floored when I heard that we won the National Borough because, I mean, I was floored when we were, I heard we won the Regional Borough um, as well. But just the fact that we, that quality of reporting rose to the top is just a huge indicator of how hard every single reporter in this newsroom worked to cover the strike because we were sending audio back to reporters in the newsroom who then turned a feature-length story for that evening. And then the next day we had a different reporter out there. The next day we had another reporter out there. And then we also have um, a two-hour live local show called The Show. And we had teachers on every single day. We had the governor on the show. We had lawmakers like it was just constantly getting people that were making news on KJZZ and I think just like the fact that we were able to cover also the breadth of coverage that we had because I one of the days I went down to a South Phoenix um, which is kind of uh, overlooked part of town I went down to a South Phoenix school district and talked to some parent or some teachers there who talked more about their, you know, they don't, it's not the wealthiest part of town and how that, this has all affected them. And then my coworker went to a different school district. Like there, it just, she had the parents perspective. I just don't think that there was any perspective that we've missed, which is really a testament to not only our editor's planning, but just the hard work and hustle of everyone 
who was working, especially because everything changed so quickly. It was all really, everyone had to be really flexible. And the fact that we were able to do that was really impressive, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So finally, um, you've clearly come a long way since your time at WFHB. Uh, We'd just like to ask, is there any general advice you'd like to give to aspiring journalists? Well, I mean, WFHB has a very special place in my heart because I was there for like three years or so just learning the ropes of reporting. And I mean, I, I tell people that are still kind of in their early stages of journalism, like I was scared to call people like I wouldn't even it would take me like three hours to work up to do a cold call (laughs) and like that was not that long ago so I just think that not only is WFHB an amazing place to kind of incubate and learn but yeah I think for any young reporter you're going to learn the most on the job so school is really really important but being able to be in a newsroom is more important so just like don't don't overlook an opportunity that would get you in a newsroom as early as possible, I think. And then also just like work really hard. (laughs) Like working hard is the only way I've got to where I am today. And also don't give up because I applied for four different jobs over the course of a year in Phoenix. And it was the last, you know, the fourth one that I finally got the job. So um, it's a little bit of luck, but a lot of hard work. So Awesome. Well, that's all fantastic. Thank you so much (laughs) for talking to me. Sure, of course. Yeah, I appreciate you guys calling. This is really fun for me.